This is JFM Podcast. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanav. It's a beautiful Monday evening, 3rd of July, 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. Gilbert, how's your day? Good evening. Good evening, Ponsak. Um, my day has been filled with mo- with warmth. Um, well, let me not get into the details of that, but right from the weekend i think it's it's been interesting it's been interesting so we're back a new week and hopefully a productive one yeah good evening ponsak i mean we hope for uh the best but we have to put in work to make sure Absolutely. that we have the best yeah. uh uh best week uh so to say well jeff um uh is calling on pop- kind spirited in fact even if you are the devil in human form we want you to come and support uh, our brothers and sisters that urgently need humanitarian assistance in Mangu local government uh, because, I mean, the need is so enormous and uh, JFM cannot, in, not in, only in Mangu and in other places that uh, has been, you know, uh, plagued by this genocide and mayhem. Uh, this is not the first time, you know, we're doing this. Uh, we were in uh, Miango. Uh, in Bokos, I mean, different, different, different local government. I mean, we raised support in the past, uh, and it is our own way of giving back, you know, so to say. Not really giving back, but standing with the people and empathizing because your pain is our pain. I always say here that as journalists, I mean, you get to report uh, these sad and painful stories, you know, uh, almost like on a daily basis, and it's really not pleasant, you know. Uh, it's not a good thing to do, you know. Uh, so to say. So please, we're calling on you. Uh, come and support. You can come to the office with you know, your either cash or food items, whatever it is, 14 Akila Machunga Street behind National Library here in Jones, and uh, make a donation. You know, uh, you can donate clothes, good clothes. You can then uh, donate um, medical consumables. You can donate uh, food items, food stuff, and uh, anything that you feel that uh, these are brothers and sisters who need assistance, you know, may need right, you know, uh, right now so that their life can uh, become a little bit normal, I'll say, because they are not having an easy or normal life right now. True. The best way to understand that is just to feel, to put yourself in that shoes, you know, in the, and get to understand how these people are feeling out there. I mean, the rainy season is here. They need sweatshirts, you know, blankets, things that can just provide cover and comfort, some bit of comfort even outside of their homes. Really important ahead of 14th of this of this month, 14th of July. So that is that. Um, Ponsak, you have said everything. Yeah, please uh, help, 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 help. Well, uh, Governor Moonfang himself came out uh, on Saturday for the environmental sanitation exercise, you know, uh, the tax force, I think, is one of the recommendations. And I truly, I must commend the tra- uh, tax force for doing an excellent job. Uh, you know, Jones is, I mean, there's a bit of fresh air right now. Uh, but people need to be reminded or need to be taught how to properly dispose their waste, not bringing them 
in front of your junction or your angwa, just dispose them there. Uh, there are better ways to do things. I mean, uh, I always say on the show that most of the major junctions in John's Bukuru metropolis, you just, I mean, the first thing that you see is dead, dead welcoming you, uh, you know, into the uh, area. So please, people need to learn how to dispose. Uh, these things is human beings that you know we can be able to you do get it. Get to clear them off. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can be. We can do that. I would say, Gilbert. And people must make things easier. I don't know if consolidation is appropriate, but consolidate on government effort. Since this thing has been cleared of the city, cleared of our environment, so it means that common sense should tell us not to repeat the dumping of these refuse there, you know, and then just help to make the environment habitable. We need fresh air, we need clean air, and you, uh, the rainy seasons, like I was saying earlier, you know, it's already the rains are falling, and mm-hmm. these things can cause flood disasters. They can lead to massive, you know, cholera, disasters. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, so that, that would, I mean, people just have to put in the thinking cap, Yeah, you know, and government must not lead the charge. Every Saturday, make it a habit as a family, you know, as an angwa, to just tidy up the environment so you can have some clean air on the way. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's for your own benefit, if you ask me. Well, Gilbert, there's uh, Kitty Kitty Katakata in uh, the All Progressives Congress in Plato State as a group uh, within the APC has brought to light a shocking revelation regarding the former governor, uh, Simon Bakolalong. The group is alleging the diversion of over 2.5 billion naira from the ecological funds uh, by Governor Lalong. Uh, the group said that the funds were intended for the development and improvement of the state but were purportedly misused to finance the 2022 primary uh, APC primary elections. According to the group, Lalong utilized the resources, resources to support the candidacy of Dr. Nentawa Yilwada during the uh, APC governorship primaries here in Plantu State. Uh, well, and so, uh, and uh, there's this opinion that the Sukina Kandil Road. Uh, let me just read. Very interesting, you know, uh, opinion. I'll say an eye opener. Dirty's dirty lies and Lalong's longing for a job. Uh, it's interesting. I mean, he was just responding to what Yakubu Dati, uh, you know, said. But I, I honestly searched to see if I can get the write-up uh, by Yakubu Dati, but you know, it wasn't available. Uh, I, I don't know why because I've not come across. You know, I asked several people that if they have the write-up because it's just this, just like a rejoinder uh, to what the former Commissioner of Information Yakubu Dati uh, has said. Well, the Suki is still maintaining that those who truly supported. Uh, President Tinubu during the APC primary ele- presidential primary elections you know, in Abuja, uh, Komsol himself, Lumumba Ade, Da Ade, um, uh, a host of others. The Suki himself? Yeah, the Suki himself and mm-hmm. a host of others. And they are saying that uh, President Tinubu shouldn't consider Governor Lalong, you know, for uh, any ministerial appointment because as it is, Governor Lalong lost his senatorial ambition despite giving, giving 
uh, allegedly, I'll say, given uh, uh, the seat to uh, Professor uh, Nora Dadut, Professor Senator Nora Dadut, but uh, in fact, some group within the Southern Zone have even knocked, you know, uh, Governor Lalong saying that if he had allowed Senator Dadut, uh, this thing wouldn't have happened. He should have maybe won the uh, senatorial election, but he, you know, took it back from her, and right now he lost, he lost, you know, the state. Uh, I mean, that was what the Siki was trying to say, that he's just a serial uh, failure when it comes to uh, politics and calculation, and Ashwaju, uh, who is a maverick politician, is looking for people who have uh, smart ideas and you know are wise and that can contribute, you know, something meaningful or meaningful to uh, the administration of uh, uh, Tinubu. Yeah, uh, that the, that group of people visited the SGF himself. These names you mentioned, including the former governor Joshua Dari. Yeah, Joshua. Dari. Yeah, they, they visited the SGF, and, and it's not from Lalong was yes, angry. With yes, um, Komsol himself did say. All of them were the aggrieved ones who went there and that they were given the leper's treatment. In one of the interviews he granted, that was what he said. But I think this is expected. This is expected. Defeat brings so many things to a political party. And that's not just for the APC alone on the plateau. For example, um, if we go into the dynamics of the National Assembly leadership, the PDP, talking about the minority leadership position, is also threatening, threatening to tear the party apart. So... It's one of those things. But um, Governor Samuel Along may have found himself in a really murky water that he really never expected as at the start of this year. Because having served as, as the DG, you would expect for him to have a level of expectation. And if that isn't met, if he sees anybody as a threat, then you begin to see some of these wranglings coming on the board. But um, I have serious questions. Maybe, well, this should be on a personal note between Posanka and myself later on. I think that is that. Let's just wait to see how this drama unfolds. Absolutely. Well, let's play this insert, the special advisor to our President Tinubu, you know, on economic affairs. Uh, take a listen to what he said when we come back. The show will continue. We'll have a guest. We're going to talk about uh, all that is ha- happening at the le- local uh, government level, you know. Uh, the former IGP gave an order, you know, mandating that all the secretariat of the local government should be shot, uh, should be closed, you know, uh, for fear of breakdown of law and order. But when we come back, we have, uh, I don't know, if should I introduce him as the former chairman of Shandam or the present chairman of Shandam? <laughs> he, he would be in a, in, in a better position. <laughs> yes, to tell us. Yeah, he's here with us. Uh, we're going to have conversation on the issue. Stay here. We're expecting one more guest. Hopefully, uh, he told us that he's 50-50, so uh, if he comes, fine. If he doesn't come, uh, still fine. The show will continue. Stay here. You know, I'll start with... There's a statement, a fairly uh, popular statement that uh, capital is a coward, is a cowardly bird, uh, and will fly to locations that are sure, sure it is safer uh, return. And, and with that, uh, in order for you to be able to attract uh, investment to any location, uh, Nigeria included, you would have to create the right conditions that will... Uh, facilitate uh, and be attractive for investments to come in. And in that regard, uh, the action steps that the uh, President Tidubu administration has taken uh, shows a clear signal uh, to the uh, investment community that uh, Nigeria is open for business and we're trying to create the right business climate for capital to flow into. Uh, The decisive action that President Tidubu took in removing um, the fuel subsidy, as well as 
uh, unify, unifying the exchange rates um, removes the destructive impact that both regimes had on the economy. And we can see the positive implications of that already uh, reflecting in our macros with improved investor uh, optimism towards uh, Nigeria. Uh, there was a recent uh, uh, analyst report that came out of Bank of America, which indicates that Nigeria uh, implied Nigeria's uh, rating, uh, which is the, a, a, a somewhat subjective measurement of, uh, of our credit rating by investors, it's trending and is adjusting much faster than our actual ratings. That means that uh, investor confidence is already increasing in that regard towards Nigeria, and we, we should start seeing the positive knock-on effects of this uh, positive investor uh, optimism towards Nigeria in different aspects of the economy. Ultimately, uh, in the last couple of years, we've maintained about an average of $20 billion in diaspora remittance that's coming into the country. I mean, that's a huge source of liquidity and, uh, and a source of being able to enhance uh, the uh, pocketbook and the purchasing capacity of your average Nigerian because these remittances go to pay for school fees, they go to pay for health care, and they go to pay for other uh, consumption needs of our population. But now the next step is to be able to triple or double X that amount and by creating investable opportunities that some of these remittances can go into. And I think uh, remains a huge source of liquidity for the, for the country. And it's something that as a group we are looking at in trying to find uh, investable opportunities, in designing investable opportunities for a, a huge source of investment flow to find opportunities to, to, to be able to generate earnings. And this has a multiplier effect because as those investments go, go in, they, of, they often compound, creating more and more opportunities. So it's a key uh, source of uh, investment flow and a, and, a, and a key source of also stabilizing uh, some of the macros, particularly the Naira, uh, because unifying the exchange rate is not a silver bullet. You have to sustain it uh, and accompany it with other uh, complementary actions, and of which... Uh, um, uh, being able to harness uh, the large uh, diaspora uh, capacity that we have in being able to create investment opportunities for uh, our diaspora Nigerians to be able to invest into. And another issue as well is that as a continent, we are not retaining the investment capacity that we have within the continent. About 40% of uh, private investment in Africa is made outside of, uh, of, of the region. Uh, compared to, say, 3% in, in, in Asia. So we, we are creating, by, by making the business climate much more conducive, we are able to convince our people that our investment should stay home and help build uh, our economy than seeking better returns elsewhere. We have to make that case uh, that better returns can be achieved here, particularly given the large... Um, positive, favorable uh, attributes that we have in terms of population, in terms of a young um, population at that as well, and the large factor endowments that we have uh, in Nigeria and the huge market we have, the largest in Africa. So uh, a lot of uh, positive attributes that we can use to drive um, um, a robust uh,
Yeah, well, glad you're still here. That was uh, Mr. David, the uh, special advisor to President Tinubu on economic, uh, I mean, try reviving the economy, basically. The program is Nigeria at Sunset. My name is Ponsai Fana. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. We have two guests. Like I said, uh, I don't know whether to introduce him as the former chairman of Shandam or the president chairman of Shandam. Well, all I know, we have Honorable Alex Nantwam here with us. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming. Long time no see. It's good to see you again, sir. Uh, thank you very much, Ponsak Gilbert. Good evening. Good evening, listener. It's a great pleasure to be here. My name again is Honorable Ms. Com Alexander Nantuam, mm. the Executive Chairman, Shandam Local Government Council, and the Algon Chairman, Plateau State. All right. We have uh, the Management Transition Committee Chairman of Mikang, Mr. Daniel Kumi. Uh, don't mind if I say Mr. because he doesn't, he has told us time and time again that he doesn't, you know, like the title of a Honorable. So, Mr. Daniel Kumi, good evening. Thank you very much for coming. It's delightful being here. Thank you, listeners. Well, uh, let me start this way. Before we talk about, you know, the what's going on, you know, at the local government uh, level, Honorable uh, Mr. Daniel Kumi was here some days ago, uh, and he said that from 2015 to 2023 January, no local government in Plateau State has gotten less than 12 billion in subvention. How correct is that, you know, data? Yes, again, thank you for this opportunity given to me. As to the statistics yeah. railed out by uh, my elder brother here, Honorable Danny Kumi, or Mr. Danny Kumi, mm. as he would prefer it, 12 billion naira. I can't give you with certainty the figures there are. However, I would admit that, yes, we've enjoyed quite a number, substantial amount that uh, came in uh, under the, for the, as far as the period under review is concerned. Mm. And a huge chunk of it has also gone for recurrent expenditure, as it were. At the local government level? Of course, yes. Okay. Yes. A huge of it because, has because, because prior to 2015, the minimum wage was 18,000. In the course of time, it rose to 30,000 minimum wage. At the and local government yes, level? Yes, that is the minimum wage across the country. Okay. Yes, the new minimum wage. So that has also consumed substantial part of what came in, as it were. Honorable Daniel Komi, you know, uh, here's what he said. He said that he doesn't have ascertained the uh, exact me, figures. Let me give you a, an example. Okay, okay. Before we took over in 2015, mm. the salaries for Shandam local government, for example, for the workers, the local government workers, was about 30 million naira. Per Le month? Per month, less than 30 million naira. Mm. And the same thing, education. Mm. It means it was about 60 million naira put together for both local government and the education authority. But as I speak now, yeah. it's about 110 million naira. Can you beat that? Oh, that is Can you beat that? Astronomical. That's okay. what the situation yeah, is. Please go ahead and respond, Robert Daniel. Uh, sorry, well, Mr. I, Daniel. I Kami, think sorry. there is nothing for me to respond to. I have told you emphatically yeah. that uh, between June 2015 to February 2023, no local government on the plan to receive less than 12.8 billion naira in terms of uh, uh, the inflow from the federal source. I am not factoring in any intervention. I'm not factoring in any loans taken from banks. I'm not also factoring in internally generated revenue. From FAC? Yes, from FAC. But you That's said that recurrent expenditure has gone up. Well, the point is this. For a local government like uh, Shandam, for instance, they don't get less than 200 
million. That's the minimum they get every month. And so if he alludes to the fact that uh, salary is 110, yes, it makes a lot of sense because Mekan is around 87, 90 million every month. But you would also note that there has been an increase, a steady increase, proportionate to whatever challenges they may be facing. For instance, during our time, any time we had 515 billion shared at the national level, we knew that we are harvesting, you know, hugely from the inflow from Abuja because it was averaging between 459 billion to 515 billion every month. Mm. But because of the 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 exchange rate, you know, uh, upsurge, uh, because during our time the dollar was about 120 to 160 mm. naira. During their time, the dollar shot as high as 525 naira to a dollar at a certain point in time. And crude oil is sold in dollars. It's not sold in naira. No. So you expect that the dollars that will come in at our current, uh, at the exchange rate, they would have huge inflow coming in. And so I think that uh, to say that, yes, recurrent tax a part of it does not also negate the fact that there is a huge outstanding. For instance, if he gets over 200 uh, million every month and he pays 110, simple maths, you don't need to go beyond primary school. You know that at least there will be something left in the region of uh, 80 to 90 million. Uh, so I think that uh, what we are looking at is good governance on the plateau yeah. and that uh, leadership must be accountable leadership must be responsive and responsible to the needs of the citizenry that they seek to serve. Yeah, well, uh, Honorable uh, Alexander, uh, back to you now. Yes. Uh, are you, you said you are the present executive chairman of uh, Shandam local government. Yeah. We have Honorable Kemi Shea who has assumed office. Uh, why the confusion? Uh, who is the original and who is the fake? <laughs> of course, I am the original. And none exist because we can't. Yeah, but the House of Assembly suspended. Me. Excuse me. Okay. You can't give credence to what does not what exists in vacuum, as it is now. The law establishing local governments in the country, and even the local government law number no. three twenty two thousand and seventeen, does not have provision for transition or management committee. Like I said earlier this morning in one of the programs, where it in a civilized climate. All the 17 of them, including their masters, would have been arrested because they are working out of the context, out of the laws of this land. The local government law, as we speak now, does not provide for transition. My elder brother here is a, is, is, is a renowned uh, 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 technocrat. Yeah, but he was sacked. Were, excuse me. Yeah. He, uh, he was renowned. sacked by Lalong in 2015. Of course, the law then is different from what we have today. No, but you said that 20, there was no provision in for 20, transition. In 2015, okay, yeah. get it right. Okay. In 2015, there was a law that allows for the management committee, seven-man committee, which, of course, um, I was one of the beneficiaries, the secretary, chairman, and five other members. Now, Ponsak, as my elder brother here, if there is any law allowing their existence, as it were, because what we are operating is local government law number three. The state assembly, who purportedly suspended the 17 local government councils, did not cite any law either from the local government law or the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, donating such powers to them. 
What, again, we keep on saying is that they are existing in vacuum. And that is why sooner or later, the law will catch up with them. Okay. Not because we are direct beneficiaries, but because we are trying to entrench democracy. We run a constitutional democracy that is rooted in the rule of law. All right. Well, uh, Mr. Kumi, I'm very Well, the beauty of all this is that there was election by Plasek in 2019, and uh, you came in as elected chairman. 2018? Or 20... 2018. Yeah. That's after the law was promulgated, yeah. right? Yeah. Let us even accept that that law he cited is correct. Mm. There was local government elections in 2018. Mm. We had contested against themselves because they were the only party that took part in that election. And uh, Isaac Walu was chairman, uh, elected, yes, so to speak, mm. in Kwampan. Uh, Abbas Wagdun was also a chairman in, uh, in Kanam. Mm. Mr. Nantwam. Yes. I want to ask you, yes. under what law yes. did Lalong yes. suspend Isaac Walu? He went to court, he got judgment, you are same master, who is supposed to be a lawyer, yes. okay? Mm. Barrister Simon Bakola long refused to accept the court judgment. And finally, he was thrown out. Now, Abbas was on suspension for a very long time. Now, the, the, what, what I'm trying to say is, when he, removed, when he refused to, to obey court order, was that constitutional? Was that proper? And I want to say, sir, if you are coming to equity, you come with very clean hands. You have been a beneficiary of what you say is criminal. People should be arrested. In 2015, you took over from Keminshe, and you all danced around. Whether it was right or it was not right, this scenario that has played out is exactly the same. In your own case, it is even more decent because the House of Assembly asks you for certain documents. And don't forget, of all the team of local government chairmen in Plateau State, this uh, set of local government chairmen are the ones that did not help the cause of democracy because only under their tenure, the House of Assembly could not respond to bills or pass the, you know, uh, amendment passed by the National Assembly as it affects local government autonomy. During our time, we ensured that the House of Assembly responded to it positively. In fact, they affirmed local government autonomy. Under their very, uh, a regime that was largely completely APC, the speaker, everybody was APC, they couldn't ensure that the law that will ensure the autonomy of local government was passed. So I don't know what he is referring to. Now, when we are removed in 2015, we are decent enough. We didn't go to obstruct the flow of the local government because we are very patriotic citizens, uh, very patriotic leaders. We felt that we didn't need to do anything that will bring untold hardship on the people of Plateau State. And so we abstain from going to the secretariat. We allow them to enjoy whatever he can, you know, he, he can term. We, before the governor, Simon Bakola Long, was inaugurated, we also had an injunction from a competent court. Yet Lalong went ahead without recourse to House of Assembly, without recourse to anybody. We just received the news on the 7th of July, 6.30 news that we had all been removed, and we obeyed. Now, 
we also must take note that this, what has happened to them, caused largely by the confusion between them and the Plateau State House of Assembly, also happened in Benway recently, where 23 local government chairmen have been sacked. Now, let me tell you how desperate our own set of uh, dissolved chairmen have been. Mm -hmm. They went to Abuja and ensured that the subvention coming to the 17 local governments never came. We are taking up the matter, and I'm sure we will get to it. So the summary of what they are doing is that to hell with anybody on the plateau. If we are not chairmen, let heaven come down. And they are not decent about it. Okay, please go ahead and respond. Yes, let me appreciate uh, what my elder brother just submitted here and uh, beg to defer absolutely with all the submissions. Now, beginning from the House of Assembly invitation for documents, like I keep on saying, the House of Assembly invited us, requested rather, for a document for the statements of income and expenditure. On the 25th of May, which was on a Thursday, they requested for the documents to be submitted from January 2022 to date. We responded on the 26th, the following day. We responded requesting that Providing this document within so short a time is not feasible given the fact that the local government staff were on a solidarity strike with the state. So it means our secretariats are shut down. Those staff who are responsible for providing those documents are not on ground. The House of Assembly graciously gave us the leverage to have time and prepare for these documents. Now on Monday 29th, we were at the township, Rampan Township Stadium to witness the inauguration of the new government, only for the House of Assembly to sit on Tuesday, 1st June, to, purpo uh, to purportedly claim that we've been suspended. I mean, advising the governor to suspend us on the grounds that we have failed to provide statements of income and expenditure, laying claims to the fact that we were petitioned for financial impropriety. Again, let me quickly say here that Section 36, Subsection 1 of the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria provide that every accused in this country has the right to fear hearing. Now, we're petitioned by unascertainable personalities. The petitions were not made known to us, only for the House of Assembly to go ahead and dissolve us. Now, point number one, the House of Assembly does not, does not have such right to dissolve or to even advise the governor to dissolve us. Section 6 of the no, local... Suspension. Suspension. Suspension, suspension and Let's subsequently dissolve. Yeah. And subsequently dissolve. Section 6 of, of the local government law only provides that where local councils are carrying out activities that are inconsistent with the law, the House of Assembly should step in and advise with a view to correcting those measures, not to dissolve resolve to dissolve or to suspend. But there was a, a Babahassan committee let me, uh, during uh, the first day of Governor yes, Lalong. Uh, if you recall, you know, uh, where the chairman of, I think, Kanki was uh, uh, suspended, I think, or the chairman of uh, Kanam, I've forgotten, but the Babahassan committee during the first day of uh, Governor Lalong suspended the chairman based on financial impropriety. You know. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, Kanam. Yeah, okay, Kanam. Yeah. Yes, that's the Abbas he's talking yes. about. I'm also coming to that. Yes. I'm also coming yes. to that. That power is only donated to the state after the local government legislative council and section 37 has given the legislative council the powers 
to carry out those activities that the House of Assembly is claiming to have carried. Again, talking about Isaac Kualu and Abbas Wagdon, the exercise was condemned, they challenged it in the court of law, and judgment was served in their favor. Now, talking about the dissolution in 2015 that my elder brother here alluded to. In 2015, there was no clear, I repeat, there was no clear law assigned, he knows, assigned by the then governor, distinguished senator David Jonajang, specifying or prescribing the tenure of local government then. It was on the strength of that that they were dissolved. Now, let's look at it this way. Sir, as an elder brother... Was that legal or illegal? The dissolution. Yeah. No, it wasn't constitutional. It was illegal. In 2015? Yes, it wasn't constitutional. Okay. Because it happened in such a way that the law was not very, very clear. Was it three years or was it two years? There was no clear court. And again, the law provided for management committee, seven-man management committee. It was on the strength of that that the government then used to dissolve the issue. As to the details of what happened then, that will be a subject for another day. Right. Now, let's talk about the dissolution now. Hmm. We are talking about law. Ask my elder brother, which law are they operating now, as it were, as a management committee or transition committee chairman, if we truly run a constitutional democracy. Again, I say they are operating in vacuum. They don't exist in the but eyes But do you have the, the power right now to sign any document on behalf of Shandam local government? Of course. What is happening now is false brute of power exhibited by His Excellency, the executive governor of Plateau State, uh, His Excellency, Barista Caleb Manasseh Mufang. What they are operating now is illegal. If it, is, if it were in a civilized climb, I repeat, the law will catch up with them because what we are operating is a constitutional democracy that is guaranteed, like I keep on saying, right. that is guaranteed by the constitution of right. the Federal Republic of yeah, Nigeria. Yeah, Mr. Kumi will take over and then Gilbert will uh, take uh, the next round yeah, of questions. Let me, let me simply say that uh, I love uh, what my brother uh, you know, keeps referring to, but at least he accepted that... Uh, what he enjoyed in 2015 was very unconstitutional, yet he enjoyed it. And that all the other infractions as it affected Isaac Palu and Abbas Wagdu were also unconstitutional, even though he was Algon chairman or he was part of the theme, but he never spoke against it. What I just want you to understand is that whether you think something is right or is unconstitutional, or not according to law, as educated as you are, the best alternative is to approach a court of law and not resort to self-help. Because what you are doing now amounts to self-help. You cannot sign a document, you know, on behalf of Shandam Local Neither Government. Neither can you sign. Okay? Because you are, not, you are not the chairman of the council. Neither are and you no the director, chairman. No director in the local government. I repeat, mm. no director in the local government takes instructions from you. They all take instructions from the transition committee chairman. We have access to financial records of the councils. You don't have. So whether you <laughs> agree to go and hand over or not, whether you resort to what you are doing, it's left for rust, you know, to cross the, the nasty bridge. And once we cross the nasty bridge, the rest will be a, a story. Because what, what, what I am sad about is that 
you have been chairman of that local government for close to seven years. And you do not think that the welfare, the growth, the development of the local government matters to you. What matters to you is that Alex Nantwam must be returned as local government chairman. He must be returned as Algon chairman. I don't think that that is decent because this is happening also in other states of the Federation. But apart from Plateau, there are no crude set of approaches because in Benway, the chairman decently walked away and they have you know, taken the matter to court. I thought that that is a civilized thing to do. That's what we did in 2015. Because no act is said to be perfect. And if the act is not perfect, the appropriate place to challenge is, is in a court of law, not to resort to self-help. What they are resorting to now, it's a recipe for very serious crisis. But I understand what they are trying to protect. Because if you know what is chasing uh, a thought in the afternoon, it's tantamount to saying that... Uh, they, they cannot allow anybody to get in because of obvious reasons. And those reasons should not be speculated. In the course of time, they will be met uh, uh, public. I also want to say, sir, that in this state, okay, mm -hmm. I came here and I told you what we got in eight years. Mm. My, my worry is to ensure that we move forward as a set of local governments or a state that you will have over 50 billion accruing to the 17 local governments in eight years. And you have over a trillion accruing to the state government. And there is no impact anywhere. And Plateau people will just be docile, will just be quiet, will be listening to our grammar. My suggestion quickly is that all the accounts of government ought to be audited. And then the entire correct report should be told the people of Plateau so that they know the set of leaders that we are. Myself and uh, my younger brother will not quarrel here in the studio. I am interested in how Shandam moves. Shandam is still looking like a village, as far as I'm concerned. There are smaller places that even have more decent buildings. This should worry me because Shandam is supposed to be the model, our model city of civilization. Nothing is seen there. So right. this is the worry, the patriotic worry of, of some of us. So resorting to what you are resorting to, if there is a counter crude force, it doesn't make for good you know, uh, governance in the state. Honorable okay, Alex, I'm happy. I, let, I, let, I, see, I see you want no, to, no, let me, I see you let want me to respond. respond. You respond, you respond okay, later. Okay, let me just yes. speak with this point very quickly, in less than a minute. Before you do that, before you okay, do that, okay. he's, he's spoken about, you know, the response of some of your colleagues yes. at the local government secretaries and yes. all of that. I want you to react to that. Do you support that? Do you think that's the right path to take? And what was the sort of relationship you enjoyed with the former governor? Because the allegations has been that local governments are in the pockets of state government, uh, governors themselves. So what was the sort of support? I know you would react to some of these issues yes, yes. much later. But we're out of time, and I want you to react to these questions quickly. Okay. Now, quickly flowing from where he stopped, he talked about resorting to self-help. In 1988, the Supreme Court made it very, very clear. Once parties approach the court with their grievances, all parties are under obligation in law not to resort to self-help. And that was why we approached the court in the first place. But some of your uh, colleagues, uh, some of your colleagues 
took almost took the law into their hand, and that was why the Inspector General of Police had to, you know, shut down the councils. Let me give you the position of the court, like I quoted in. No, before you do that, I want you to. What do you make of that action by some of your colleagues who shut down, you know, the secretariats and made it inoperational? The law permits us to operate as council chairman because he's talking about the law here. It is on the strength of the law because the law had restrained the when governor. Have been the fired state by assembly. the House I think you have not, you have not responded to the questions. We have said and it. And the local government superintends over local government. The House of Assembly superintends over local government. As provided by the law. Yes. In this context, the House of Assembly did not cite any portion of the law, either part or whole, that enables them or that has donated such powers to them. That is what we are talking about. They do not have such powers. If you certainly, you can't build on nothing. They don't have any foundation to carry out the exercise. And that is why we have vehemently insisted that the position of the court should be respected. And that is why we quietly... Do you have the power to enforce the law? We are not law enforcement so why agents. The, I, I, that's the question I asked you, sir. Yes. I wanted for you to just react to the actions of some of your colleagues yes. that led to the shutting down of the local governments see, in Plateau State. See, they don't have Of course, don't of have course, Gabe. Of, of course, Gabe. If the law says we should carry out those activities, we quietly went to carry out our normal activities as donated to us by the people, only for us to see some imposters who came and claimed to be chairman of councils. We quietly moved out of because we are lovers of peace and we want to ensure that peace is maintained within the locality. And very quickly, too, he talked about development. If you go to Shandem as it is now, the story is different. If you go to our rural communities, even Shandam Town itself is wearing a new look, costy, courtesy of the immediate past administration, both local and state level. It is not true that Shandam is wearing her old look. If you go to many villages, the story is different. It is not true that he's alleging that this is, this is what happened. Again, in Benue, in Benue, the situation he's painting here is not correct. Benue has also gone back to the court. And as I speak, the governor has not even heeded to the advice of the state assembly on the suspension of local government because the governor has realized that he does not have such powers. And that is why he's exercising restraint, even as I speak now, because we communicate as all one chairman, we are always in touch with what is happening across the country. The situation in Benue is not what he is painting here. That is basically what it Let is. Let me quickly say that uh, while Keminshe was in Shandam, everybody knew him as Bulldozer. Today in Shandam, you have a nickname. Yes. They call you Harganan Basol, meaning, I swear to God, there is no money. Yes. So why are you holding on to that position? If you are swearing to people that there is no money, let me and tell, then we had a bulldozer. Let me tell you what happened. Now, let me give you the little history. In, 20, in 2012, in 2008, there was this Paris exit club that was distributed to councils. Shandam local government got over half a billion naira. Kemi was handed over 150 million naira apart from the VAT, and then Jang distributed, including my elder brother here, got his own share for, for Mikang local government. It means in, in Shekemi's first three weeks, he had half a billion naira, over half a billion naira to his kitty. And what did he do with it? He built the local government secretariat where we are operating now at about 80-something million naira. He built the township stadium as clo uh, close to 80-something million and then the Shandam Motor Park. And then about 11 clinics 
cross across the 17 local government at about 9 or 13 million naira if you put all across this Shandam across local, Shandam local yeah, government yeah, yeah, yeah. area if you put all these resources together it's not up to half a billion naira and then what happens to all the resources that came to the local government within that period nobody can explain that as we speak now and we got to a time where we're talking about 12 billion naira it is no longer news that this country went into recession twice at some point, no council chairman gets sufficient resources. He was talking about 500 billion uh, per month. At some point, this country. Million, 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 million. million. I'm talking federation now. Okay, I'm okay. talking about federation. Okay, federation. I'm talking about federation. Okay. At some point, this country shared less than 300 billion naira per month during the period of the recession. Of course, given the fact that there were a lot of challenges, leaders then would have to go through a lot. And that was the period that almost all the leaders had series of nicknames characteristic of the situation then. That is exactly what happened. And of course, as I speak, if you go to our communities, as I speak, the situation has significantly improved and the people are happy to eat. If you go to Peship, it's not the same thing. If you go to Makat, it's not the same thing. If you go to Kuka, it's not the same thing. If you go to Shumankar, it's not the same thing. If you go to Ajikame, it's not the same thing. If you come to Shandam town itself, it's not the same thing. If you go to Shandam Central Market, the hub of the Southern Senatorial Zone, the situation is not the same thing. Right, even yeah. the Secretariat itself, even the local government Secretariat itself is wearing a different look as I speak. All right, Therefore, well. it is not true as claimed by my elder brother here. Well, let's open the phone line, 081-218-77777 or you call 090-556-6699. Gilbert. Oh, on Facebook at JFM Live and on Twitter we're at JFM Joss. Let's take the first call. Hello and good evening. Hello. Okay, we got uh, to that caller late. Uh, before you call, don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Good evening, Mr. Papa. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name and straight to the point. Please, one minute, sir. My name is Vera. We're listening. Well, for start your program, it's nice. I wish that they have enough time for them to clarify themselves because I think there are some serious hidden secrets that they have not said. Explain to Plato people and which will love to hear that. I can just speak on their behalf that if you have another time on this platform so that they can come and explain to Plato people what's really happening in the past of our family and in the particular. Because they said what goes around comes around. They enjoy that platform of being attacking the commerce and attacking the same back to them, which then they don't want to get into this. It's uncalled for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the comment. Hello and good evening. Thank you for calling. Hello? Hello? Okay. Uh, not working. After this, uh, Gilbert will take us through uh, social media. 81 Well, Gilbert is not working, so uh, take us to social media. Blessing Daniel on Facebook says, I'm so happy to hear the same people complain about the same things. Um, all right. Sunday, Avi says, the order by the IGP to close all 17 local government secretaries to me is an insult to our democracy. We have a governor in Plato, so the IG can't override the power of the governor. Albert Daxa says, inasmuch I don't support the continuous removal of elected chairmen by governors, I will advise the chairman to toward the line of obedience of the law for the sake of peace and tranquility. Falkuka Gowan says, truly the issue of the LGC in Plato State is a matter of concern. It has happened in the previous administration. 
the needful should be done. Albert Nego Joel says, they should, for the sake of peace, vacate and leave the offices, please. They weren't elected by the people. The voice of the people is what they should obey. Asa Ikiasi says, the chairman said to have suspended, please use the legal means to seek redress. Don't bring anarchy. Ponsak, are we lucky? Yeah, I think uh, we are. Hello. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name and join the conversation, please. Thank you very much. My name is Sadiq Umar. I'm calling from TTNC Junction. Thank you, Sadiq, for calling. We're listening to you. Yes, I will comment your guests. They have spoken very, very well. And my comment is based on the suspension of the local government chairman. You see, yes, your guests have bring some right and constitution which uh, brings no need of uh, uh, that uh, uh, the law of the constitution. But he's in the same party. He was there when the APC and the law administration dissolved the former um, APC uh, 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 local government chairman. And everybody has known in the election, before the election, it is a committee. So which law do you use for that committee before the election? So the same law public is using for that law. And another thing is that the kind of money that is entering the local government account is something that is, uh, is supposed to be accounted for. Let's look and check in, in our various local government. There is not any infrastructure or any development by any local government that was celebrated and was known in the media. There is none. So we, the local government are just like watchdogs. They are very, very silent. But all that money... If they have, uh, they have already entered into the account, yeah, it's supposed you, to be uh, accounted for. Thank the you. committee that have this one is supposed to involve EFCC so that they will be on investigation, thank not you, thank going you. To, uh, to the uh, court and claiming what is not uh, illegal, why they have the, the illegality before. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, Sadiq. After this call, then our guests will uh, give their responses. Good evening. Good evening, Mr. Thank you for calling. Okay, my name is Putin. I'm calling from Standard. We're listening. Thanks for calling. I want to ask the governor, what is he waiting for before he dissolves the electoral, the Platinum Electoral Committee? That is passing. Because they are the problem of the whole thing. They will come and create problems for the every governor that is coming. The best thing for the governor to do now is it plus, I think, plus, Ekba? Yeah, plus. Let it dissolve, they appoint new people. So this matter will come to right. Because every time all these will keep on coming, they are the one that creates the problem of bringing these this so-called local government people now that they deserve the refuse to go. And the IGP, the former IGP that said they should close the whole local government, that is it. It's no longer in the office. So the new IGP have not given another order. If the new government comes and you are not duly elected or whatever delegation against you, they have to leave the office. They should leave the office allowed to reign. That's what is happening in the state. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, gentlemen, please go ahead and give your response in your final Well, let word. me quickly say that yeah. I had said that uh, the entire local governments got $50 billion. Mm. I, I was saying $50 billion per year. Yeah. So in eight years, that's $400 billion yeah. for 17 local governments. Mm. And let me be quick to say that the $12.8 billion I quoted is the least local government on the plateau. For a local government like Shandam, as at the last count, as at January, they had received 22.7 billion Shandam local government. I have all the documents, I have all the facts, and I can bring them to you to, to help him have it. Now, 
what, what, what I'm saying, I've listened to the comments of some of the guests. Yes, the concerns are right. Some of the guests have spoken to the effect that uh, they should, uh, you know, be decent. They should not uh, ensure we have anarchy on the plateau because with the attitude, clearly, they're the ones inviting the crisis into the state because if the governor says go, you can't fight the governor. There is, so if, if somebody tells, if, if a landlord comes to say, move out of my house, I no longer want you in the house, you will tell the landlord to hell with you. I will not move out, and there is nothing you can do. So that there is, you, you, you know, gave so much credence to constitutional democracy. And the instrument of constitutional democracy is resort to legal means. It's not self-help. Because what you are doing amounts to self-help. And what I am also saying is that the people of Plateau should hold us accountable. I feel very terrible. And uh, let me quickly also correct the impression you have correct, uh, corrected. Because when your predecessor, uh, Kemi, was in, in office, I didn't join them. I came in on the 26th of April, 2010 at which time the face of uh, whatever Paris, you know, had gone because it was Innocent Roussel who was chairman then. Okay. So I just want to put it in okay. perspective. Okay. And uh, I was chairman for a period of one year, six months. And uh, you know, uh, you have gone to, to Mikang, you have seen uh, what I have done. So I am not here to... You know, to create an impression yeah, let, let, that I am better than every other person. Yeah. But I am saying that what you have done is crude, is uncivilized, is not decent, and you should retrace your steps right. and make sure you do what is fair and just Thank because the, Pla the people of Plateau deserve better from those of us Thank who you. claim to be leaders. Thank you. Honorable uh, well, uh, Miskum. Yes, thank you very much. Talking about uh, the people of Plateau deserve what a better life, and that is exactly what we are doing. Probity, accountability, good governance, that is what we are reeling out to the people of Plateau State. That is where, why you can hear a lot of disquiet within the body polity because of what is happening. Now, let me respond very quickly to the submissions. And you have one minute. Sir. Okay, okay. Very quickly, he said Shandam got over 22 point something billion. Point seven billion. Point seven billion over a certain period. Eight if years. you are reeling out statistics, you don't just, in accounting, you have to give both credit and debit sites. Of, of, of the situation. What actually came in is XYZ amount, and what statutorily goes out is XYZ amount. You don't just make blanket statements in this 21st century. You don't just make a sweeping statement that Shandam got XYZ amount. If you go to our various communities, there is a lot of transformation. As I speak, I make bold to say, Ponsak, before we leave this studio, I will forward to you, I have my scorecard, I will forward to you soft copies of what I have done and what many other council chairmen have done within the period on that review. So it is not true. And then one of our callers talked about suspension in 2015 or thereabout. We said we've gone past those stages. Before 2015, there was no 
landmark pronouncement or judgment by the Supreme Court. I say on the 7th of May 2021, there is a very landmark pronouncement by the Supreme Court of the Federal Republic of Nigeria that there is no provision for the existence of transition or management committee of whatever. He, talk, he was talking about uh, resorting to self-help. We said it very here clearly that in 1988, between Saeedu Gerba versus the Federal Civil Service Commission, it is clear that once parties approach the court with their issues, resorting to self-help is no longer tenable. It's an old-fashioned. In the spirit of that, why would the governor go ahead to appoint management committee and then swear them at midnight? You can Thank imagine you. we've turned to cultures where Thank activities you. of governance is done at the midnight. Thank you. Why Thank were you. they sworn in Thank in you. the midnight? In Thank the first place? You. Thank I think you. the only, the only well, cultures we have, yeah, we are this set of people who gentlemen, are sworn in take. 12 minutes. Thank you. Thank we you. are Thank sworn you. in. You have a good evening. The news will come here. It's 6 o'clock by now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.